this is Tangents. Happy New Year. We are ringing in 2024 with Brian Irving, a friend of mine I first met about 12 or 13 years ago as a regular in the local trivia circuit here in Springfield, Illinois, who is now hosting trivia in the area. When he signed up to record, he listed 90s movies as his favorite subject, and he was able to find a few of those during the quiz. But was that enough to get him to the top of the leaderboard? Let's find out. Atlanta Fates, incredible as always. Like I don't think, yeah. as long as as long as there's a host, people will show up. Yeah, you remember the first time you hosted? Man, I think so long ago. Is that? Is that three years ago? Is it at this point? Is that the first time you hosted anywhere? Was it Hand of Fate? I think so. Yeah. Really? I think so. Hmm. Yeah, because then, because yeah, because it would have been right before the pandemic hit. So you think, took over then, there for Corey. <clears throat> Corey took yeah. over for me, and then you took over for Corey. Yeah. yeah. So it's been. Almost four, going on four years now. So you're out of the phase where you're nervous now. Yeah, I mean, no well, nerves. yeah. If anything else, the the alcohol helps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. it's you know liquid courage. It you know it works. Trust so. me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, five months later, are you still happy you did the Barbenheimer thing? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was it's you know what it was fun uh. and. I enjoyed both of those movies for completely different reasons, but I think honestly, I, that is absolutely hundred percent what cinema needs. Like they need more like things like that to get people back into it. Cause I mean, that was huge. I mean, yeah. that was an event and the box office showed that. Which order did you go? Uh, I did, I did Barbie first and then, and then did Oppenheimer. <laughs> that was, uh, that was something uh. I, I chuckled so hard when they copied the opening of 2001 for Bart. I was just like, okay, all right, I can, I can get behind this. They, they know exactly what, what this movie is. They're not trying to be something else. And you know, so it's great. What are you watching right now? Um, I've been watching the new, uh, Monarch, the legacy of uh, monsters, the Godzilla show on Apple plus, uh, what else? I just finished watching the obliterated show on Netflix. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is from the creators of Cobra Kai, which that's a completely different different show from Cobra Kai. But um, yeah, it's definitely not for the children. <laughs> it's a good time. I mean, it's violent. You know, there's nudity in it. Well, I can't watch that then. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very much you know like those old school like '80s action. Like it's got that vibe, the macho guys and stuff. But it's with a new twist. Like every, the characters are deeper than you would see out of your traditional '80s. Action movie, so. All right. Well, I'll check it out. What movie do you think has the best soundtrack? Okay. So I, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm going to throw a wild <laughs> card out there. Oh. It is a soundtrack. It I love the soundtrack, and it is an absolutely god-awful terrible movie, but I can see why some people wouldn't necessarily like it. The Spawn soundtrack. Spawn. The, 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 the wow. ni- uh, late 90s yeah, movie yeah. Spawn, I, which was I awful. the movie. So it was full of <laughs> 90s alternative and EDM artists that like came together for compilations. So you had like uh, Marilyn Manson and uh, Sneaker Pimps. Then you had like Soul Coughing and wow. Moby, wow. Incubus. Like it's corns on there. It's just weird. like Crystal Method with Filter. Yeah. Like it's just a very it's 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 a very specific taste. Yeah. But. I've I've always been on the opinion that that soundtrack didn't deserve that movie. 
Like that soundtrack <laughs> should have been tied with a better movie. And I will always love that soundtrack just because I it just it's, it goes very hard. So okay. it's but again, it's a very specific taste. Um, but like if I need to get some cleaning done or I need to do something, I'll pop that in and it just gets the blood pumping, gets the adrenaline going and you get things done. That is uh, <laughs> certainly an answer that has not come up yet. Yeah. And I, I, I knew it wasn't going to. And I'm like, and I agree, like, I agree with most of the other. I'm like, oh, yeah, those are great soundtracks. But I like I like coming out of left field with stuff because I know that there's a lot of consensus on that stuff. So right. I'm like, you know what? This is something that I like that maybe not a lot of people are used to or maybe they just haven't given it a listen to. Mix it and it may not bit. be their cup of tea, but right. there we go. There it is. Are you ready to make your quiz? As ready as I'm going to be. Good. The game is simple. I'll start the game with a question, answer it correctly, and you'll get to choose the topic for the next question based on a set of tangents from your answer or the question. Keep answering correctly to stay in the game. If you don't know an answer, it's not the end of the world. You're allowed to miss one and pass one. But once those are gone, the game only goes on as long as you're perfect. Brian, are you ready? Let's do this. Well, you are picking up <laughs> where Jay Borsum left off. And the question is... 16 years before Frances Perkins became the first female cabinet member, Jeanette Rankin was sworn in as the first female member of Congress in 1933 as the newest representative of what 41st state? Uh, that would be Montana. It would be Montana. All right. You have uh, successfully started the game with a correct answer. It would be very embarrassing, I think, if you missed the first one. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to happen. It's going to happen one of these but, days. Uh, you are good to go, and we will begin your real game. With okay. the following tangents. Firsts, Congress, 1930s, or states? Oh, my. Wow. Nothing in my wheelhouse right now. Um, <laughs> you know, let's go firsts. I think if there's anything that I might get in that category, those section of categories, I think the first might be the one. Firsts might be the one. Whose design for a device intended to lift boats over shoals made him the only president to obtain a patent? Oh, this is perfect. Not necessarily the most famous people for person from Springfield, but the most famous person that has come out of Springfield. That would be one Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham yeah. Lincoln. That is correct. Yeah. Good job. Yep. You better get that right. I was going to say, I was like, I would, yeah. Coming <laughs> from Springfield, that's... You'd be kicked yeah. out of town. Pretty much. Disowned. Yeah. Your um, <laughs> follow-ups to that, your tangents will be these. U.S. presidents, firsts again... Patents or a Blinken? I mean, I I guess I got to go a Blinken. Just yeah, just to you know make myself look silly when I get this wrong. <laughs> we shall find out. Your question in a Blinken: Fifty a Blinken impersonators in Springfield were among the 6.5 million people who simultaneously participated in what 1986 coast to coast benefit benefit event organized to raise money for the war on poverty. All right, I think. I, this is the one I'm thinking about. This is a plot point for uh, us, the Jordan Peele movie. Is this Hands Across America? It is Hands Across America. Yes, nice job, nice. Brian. Okay. Oh. All right. That successful answer gives you the following tangents. Springfield, 1980s, or fundraising? Oh, okay. I, I feel like... I should go with the obvious answer, but I think I'm going to go with the 1980s. 1980s. Let's go with the sure. decade of my birth. Let's go over there, see what I can do. Why not? When Sarajevo hosted the Winter Olympics in 1984, 
It was the fourth largest city in Yugoslavia. Today, it's the capital and largest city of what country? Oh, um, why is my brain... Um, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but Bosnia-Herzegovina? Close enough. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Bosnia-Herzegovina. <laughs> yeah, close, well, close enough. Uh, all right. Your tangents then will be more 1980s, Olympics, capitals that are also the largest city in their country, or Sarajevo. Uh, let's keep going with the 1980s. More 1980s. Okay. Your question in the 1980s, the tribe and the thirst are both poorly reviewed DVD sequels to what 1987 film named for characters created by J.M. Barry. Okay. This, this I know, and they are awful. <laughs> I believe the only connection is Corey Feldman, I think is in both of them. And those are, believe, are both sequels to The Lost Boys. Lost Boys is yeah. correct. With a nice nice hint for Jam Barry from uh, Peter Pan. Yep. You've, um, you've got a nice little streak going here. Five is your streak, and it's also your total score at the moment. And your tangents will be Tribes, Sequels, 1980s again, or Vampires. Ooh. Okay, now see the this is this is more my speed. Let's uh let's go with sequels. sequels. I'm always like a movie sure. guy, so let's see if I can sure. figure this out. We'll see how you do. Here is your question in sequels. Lord of the Rings Return of the King was the second film sequel to win the Best Picture Oscar. What was the first on this list that has been stuck at two since two thousand four? I believe that would be the Godfather Part Two. Back in 1974, if my memory is correct. Going with The Godfather Part 2? Godfather Part 2. That is correct. Nice job. Nice. So you're up to six now. And your tangents will be The Lord of the Rings, Firsts, Sequels, or The 2000s. Ooh. Let's stick with sequels. Sticking with the sequels. Here is your question in sequels. Bang, bang. Bang Bang by the Joe Cuba Sextet and Pete Rodriguez's I Like It Like That are examples of what Latin music genre that appears in the title of the sequel to the 1984 film Breakin'. The greatest sequel to the greatest breakdancing movie of all time, uh, Breaking 2, is subtitled Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo is what we're going Boogaloo with. Boogaloo is what you're going with. Boogaloo yeah. is correct. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so based on that answer... Your tangents will be 1980s films, sequels again, Latin, or titles. Let's go with 1980s films. 1980s films. All right. Yeah. Your question then is this. Jane Wheedlin of the Go-Go's plays a singing telegram girl who gets shot at the front door of a mansion by either Leslie Ann Warren, Eileen Brennan, or Michael McKeon in what 1985 movie? That would be clue that would be clue based on that answer your tangents will be jane's houses 1980s films or repetitive band names hmm. let's stick with 1980s films 1980s films a 1980s tv series starring george siegel in a 1986 charles bronson movie both took their titles from what pessimistic adage named for an american aerospace engineer uh I mean, it's pessimistic enough. Would it be Murphy's Law? It would be Murphy's Law. Oh, my God. Nice job. Uh, yeah, that was, was like, eh. That answer gets you the following tangents. 
law, 1980s TV, 1980s films, or adages? Um, you know what? Let's stick with 1980s films. Sticking with 1980s yeah. films. What mascot for East High and High School Musical is also the title of the 1986 movie that saw the big screen debuts for Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, and LL Cool J. Oh, it's... Oh, man. Remember, you have a pass. You can use... Yeah. You also get to miss one. I should know this. I know. I mean, I know it's an animal. I, I, oh. I need my goddaughter here for this one. She'd tell me exactly who's the mascot for High School Musical. Oh, man, that's going to bug me. Probably. Wait, is it Wildcats? It is Wildcats. Oh, talk about yeah. pulling that one out, wow. out, of the, out of the rear end. What a pull. That's, oh, good Lord. Okay. All right. You are now up to 10. Okay. And your tangents are mascots, musicals, 1980s films, and debuts. Let's jump out of 80s films and go with mascots. Jumping into mascots. I had a feeling. Yeah. All right. Your question in mascots. Testudo, from the Latin for tortoise, is a genus within the reptilia class and also the name of the mascot for what Division One university's athletic programs? That is the University of Maryland, I believe, the Terrapins. That is the University of Maryland Terrapins. Correct. All right. And that gets you the following tangents. Latin, turtles, mascots... And universities. Uh, let's stay with mascots for the time being. Sticking with mascots. Its original mascot was a wizard named Jarvis. But from 1990 to 2005, what cereal brand featured a dog named Chip on its packaging? <sighs> is that Cookie Crisp? That is Cookie Crisp. Oh. <laughs> that is Cookie Crisp. Oh. All right. You are up now to a score of 12, and your tangents are alliteration, cookie crisp, mascots, 1990s advertising, and dogs. Uh, let's go with 1990s advertising. 90s advertising. John Lovitz, John Goodman, and Phil Hartman were among the actors who provided the voices for the anthropomorphized versions of what product when its long-running ad campaign kicked off in 1994. So I believe, if I remember correctly, oh, R.I.P. Phil Hartman, they were some of the original voices of the M&Ms. And I think John Lovett still does to this day. Maybe not. I know J.K. Simmons does the yellow one. So, But I think, yeah, those are the M&Ms. Those are the M&Ms, correct. Yes. Your streak continues. All right. Your tangents will be more 90s advertising, actors, voices, or Saturday Night Live. Ooh, those are some good ones. Um, you know what? Let's go with actors. Actors. Okay. Your question in actors. One athlete made his film debut playing himself as a friend of Bill Hader's character in the 2015 rom-com Trainwreck. Not a big fan. Uh, I'm definitely a Michael Jordan guy, but I believe this is LeBron it is James. LeBron James. Yeah. Tangents. Will be sports, actors, 2010s, or rom-coms. That's some good ones again. Um, let's stick with actors for now. Sticking with actors. All right. Connie Francis, George Hamilton, Paula Prentice, and Frank Gorshin were among the cast of what 1960 teen film about four college co-eds from the Midwest who spend their spring break in Fort Lauderdale. 
It's a little bit before your time. Yeah, just a little bit. And I think this is where I'm going to use my pass. Pulling out the pass. Yeah. So the streak, the streak was 14. Yeah. Which is uh, not too shabby. Your pass is for the answer where the boys are. No. Yep. No. Definitely no clue on that one. <laughs> well, you did a you had a great run there, fourteen in a row, and now it's time to start a new streak. Uh, building off of that question with tangents, actors, nineteen sixties films, universities, or Florida. Oof. All right. Um. Let's go with Florida. We're going Florida. Yeah. All right. Interesting choice. Here's Might your be a question. Mistake, but here we go. <laughs> uh, the 2012 film Magic Mike was loosely based on the early career experiences of one actor as an 18 year old stripper in Tampa, Florida. Well, that was easier than I expected. That is one Channing Tatum. You got a little actor question in there, too. Yeah, that was Florida yeah, question. That helps. Yeah. Nice job. You've started a new streak. Your tangents are Magic. 2010's films, Jobs, or Florida? Uh, let's go 2010's films. 2010's films. Yeah. Mark Mothersbaugh scored most of its music, but what 2014 film also included the Oscar and Grammy-nominated song Everything is Awesome by Canadian indie pop duo Tegan and Sarah? Also featuring The Lonely Island. Uh, that is the Lego movie. That is the Lego movie. I, I love that song. Not going to lie. It's catchy. It's very catchy. It is an earworm. So based on that question, your tangents are 2010's films, composers, Oscars, or Canada. Let's stick with 2010's films. Sticking with 2010's films. What public figure portrayed by Kate McKinnon on SNL and by British actress Felicity Jones in the 2018 film, does Deadpool consider for his X-Force team of superheroes in Deadpool 2? If I remember incorrectly, I believe uh, that is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Righto. And your tangents, uh, the Supreme Court, SNL, 2010's films, or actresses? Well, I may be pushing my luck a little bit, but let's continue on with 2010's films. 2010's films. Might as well, right? The 2011 film The Big Year stars Steve Martin, Jack Black, and Owen Wilson as three rivals striving to outdo each other in what hobby? This was one of the most silly films that I think I watched that year. Uh, this is all about bird watching or bird watching and bird watching or birding, as yeah. the uh, real bird watchers call it. Yeah, yeah. I clearly am not. <laughs> <laughs> That is correct. And uh, you got a nice uh, second streak going here, four in a row. And your tangents are 2010's films, actors, or rivals. Let's keep going with 2010's films. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Might as well, right? Here is your question in 2010's films. The Mask, Tank Girl, Barbed Wire, Mystery Men, Hellboy, Sin City, and 300 are all films based on comic books or graphic novels that at some point were all published by what company founded by Mike Richardson? See the gears turning there. I, yeah, I'm, I know. I mean, I've got a few in my head and. You're not done if you miss. You still can yeah. keep going. At that point, you have to be perfect. I want to say this is Dark Horse Publishing. It's one or two, and I think maybe this one's dark. I know Sin City has been on Dark Horse at one point. And I think Hellboy was too. 
So I think Dark Horse is what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Dark Horse. Yes. Brian, it is Dark Horse. Yes. Okay. Okay. Your options for the tangents, Dark, Companies, Comics, or 2010's Films. Well, let's go with Comics. Let's... 2010's films are getting a little little spicy, so let's switch to comics. Going to comics. All right. Your question. Deathstroke is a DC Comics character with a striking similarities to what Marvel anti-hero featured in his own movies in 2016 and 2018. I believe you mentioned it. Well, we did just mention him earlier. That would be yeah. Deadpool. That would be Deadpool. Nice job. You've got a nice little streak going here. And your tangents are copycats, comics, Marvel... Or 2010's films? Let's go with Marvel. Why not? Early in his career, Chadwick Boseman played Reggie Montgomery on All My Children until he was replaced in 20, in 2003 by what Black Panther co-star? That, I believe, would be Michael B. Jordan. That would be Michael B. Jordan. I mean... Big, big fan <laughs> of All My Children? Or? I mean, I know I know a person who is who would be yelling at me if I got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right, your tangents, soap operas, speaking of, actors, 2000s TV, or Marvel? Let's stick with Marvel. All right, your last shot at a Marvel question here. A movie produced by George Lucas that's based on a Marvel Comics property sounds like a recipe for success. But what 1986 film won four Razzies, including Worst Picture, Worst Screenplay, Worst New Star, for the sixth performer sharing the title role, and worst visual effects. You know, I always thought that was a weird choice to have six different voices for the anthropomorphic duck in this, but I have a soft spot in my heart. This is Howard the Duck. It is Howard the Duck, correct. I, I mean, again, again, I mean, that was as I was growing up, so I, I know it's terrible, but I always got a soft spot for Howard the Duck. All right, you are up to 22 total points, and you have the following tangents, Razzies. Or 1980s. Mm, let's go with Razzies. Let's see. Let's go with Razzies. Johnny Depp's three Razzie nominations in the Worst Actor category were for his roles in Sherlock Gnomes, Mordecai, and what 2014 film that had him in a role played on TV by Jay Silverheels from 1949 to 1957? And that was a well-reserved Razzie. Uh, that would be for The Lone Ranger. It is for The Lone <laughs> Ranger. Correct. All right. Your tangents will be Razzies, Gnomes, 2010's Films, or Adaptations. Let's go Adaptations. Adaptations. All right. It wasn't in the book or film that preceded it, but what TV series got the now familiar catchphrase, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, when director Peter Berg wrote it into the script for the pilot episode? I just asked this question at my trivia event Saturday. Uh, this is Friday Night Lights. It is Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Correct. Brian, you're killing the game here. I'm trying. <laughs> and your tangents will be catchphrases, pilots, adaptations, or directors. Let's go directors. Going with directors. And your question... What filmmaker cast his own wife, Julie Andrews, as Dudley Moore's girlfriend, but also Bo Derek as the presumably more perfect woman in the 1979 romantic comedy, Ten? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm trying to remember the last name. Uh, Blake Edwards. There we go. Wow, Blake Brian. Ay, ay, ay. I was like, it's Blake something. I just had to sit there and think about it. Uh, so here are your tangents. Perfect. 
directors, actors, or 1970s films? Out of respect for the game, I will go with the one I think would be the hardest in 1970s films. Wow. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Here's your question. In 1970s films, Alan Arkin won for his 14 minutes in Little Miss Sunshine, and Judy Dench's eight minutes in Shakespeare in Love was also enough for a win. But Beatrice Strait has the record, only needing five minutes and 40 seconds of screen time to win her Oscar for her role in what 1970s film? Ooh, that is a tough one. Don't feel too much pressure. You're not done if you miss it. I I know. I'm going to have to go with the one that did win a ton of Oscars. I don't think it's right. The uh, Network. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brian. Just pull it, pull it out of thin no air. No way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking like, because it won, like everybody else won an Oscar for that. So, I mean, if I had to take a guess, that would be my. Okay. I know you're mad as hell and I know you want to take I'm it anymore. I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> All right. Your tangents based on network. That uh, unbelievable pull. Actors, Oscars, time, or 1970s films? Uh, let's go with Oscars. Oscars. 1940s Rebecca is the only film by what legendary director to win an Oscar for Best Picture? That would be Alfred Hitchcock. That would be Alfred Hitchcock. And based on that answer, your tangents are 1940s films, Oscars, directors, or onlys? Uh, Let's stick with Oscars. Sticking with Oscars. Oscar winners Julia Roberts, Tim Robbins, Kim Basinger, Forrest Whitaker, and Linda Hunt. All appeared in what 1994 Robert Altman film that was shot on location during Paris Fashion Week? I am terrible at French. That is Pret-a-Porter or Ready to Wear. Ready to Wear. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Pret-a-Porter. Pret-a-Porter. That's, yeah. Yeah. Again, language is not my strong suit. (laughs) Well, you're doing all right. (laughs) Well, it's movies. Movies are my strong suit, not so much language. Well, let's carry on. Oscars. 1990s films, Paris, or fashion? Let's go with 1990s films. 90s films. Here we go. With Denzel Washington, Gene Hackman, and Jason Robards, there are six Oscar wins among the cast of what 1995 action thriller set aboard the USS Alabama? Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this one's going to bug me. Um, I know it's not. It's it, Red Alert. Red Alert. You're so close. Yeah, I, I think the key there is Alabama. Instead of USS, what if I said University of Alabama? Oh, red tides. Crimson tide. Crimson tides. Crimson yeah. tide. Yes. Yeah. I knew it was something red. Ah, oh, darn it. You no sweat. You're not done yet. I know. You are. You just have the one miss. You do have the pass gone. You got the miss gone. But as long as you're perfect, you stay in the game. <laughs> uh, but your tangents will be actors. Oscars, 1990s films, or states? Let's keep up with 1990s films and hope that that was the only brain fart I had. (laughs) Going back to 1990s films for your next question. The 1985 Nicholas Pileggi book Wise Guy served as source material for two 1990 films. The Best Picture nominee Goodfellas and what comedy written by Pileggi's wife Nora Ephron? I believe that one was starring Steve Martin, and I believe it's called My Blue Heaven. It is called My Blue Heaven. Yeah. Correct. Two very different movies. Uh, two wildly <laughs> different movies. That answer gets you the following tangents. 1980s books, mafia, 1990s films, or comedy? Let's go with comedy. Comedy. 
All right. Your question in comedy. The comedy troupe Upright Citizens Brigade offers several regular shows like ASCAT, Saturday Night Sketch, Elefante, and an annual 55-hour improv marathon named in honor of what comedy coach and founder of Chicago's Improv Olympic? You look like you've frozen up. No clue. I, I'm. That's it. I, this, this one is, has completely stumped this me. This is the end. And I it probably should know it, but... Yeah, you've probably yeah. heard this name before. It is uh, Del Close of the uh, Del okay. Close Marathon. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, no, it would have never, never gotten that. So that is where we end. But you had an amazing run. 29 points overall. Uh, you got a couple of massive streaks there. And uh, nothing to be ashamed of there. 29 points is uh, pretty wild. Nice job, Brian. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> anything you want to plug or talk about or shout out? I don't really have anything. Um, I mean, those of you in Springfield, uh, if you're wanting to do trivia, I do trivia at Hand of Fate every Wednesday night in Petersburg and every other Saturday at All About Wine. Um yeah. There Other than that, yeah, pretty boring life. So, <laughs> if 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 I if I'm not hosting an event, I'm at home, vegging out in front of the TV or playing video games. All so true. That's, yeah. All true. Yeah. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. All right. Thanks, Brian. You did great. Not a problem. Thank you. What a way to kick off 2024. Thanks again to Brian for playing, and if you made it this far, thank you for listening. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe so this shows up in your feed every week. If you'd like to try your hand at the game, make sure you check out the link tree link in the show notes. I'll see you next week. I'm Russ Friedwald. This is Tangents. <laughs>